are now in the car. Hello. Good afternoon. Hope everybody's doing well. It's not Monday. It's not hump day. It's Friday. And yes, my phone is telling me that I've just gone live. All right. Enough of the funnies. Um, my last week, unfortunates. This is the first time it's ever happened, by the way. So I've never had it to where all the teams, I believe, won. Like, okay, Bengals beat the Jets. The Bears beat the Texans. Titans beat the Raiders. The Colts beat the Chiefs. And the Falcons beat the Seahawks. I've never had it to where every single team has won. But just because every single team won does not mean that you jump off the list. Now, I will tell you two teams that jumped off the list because they were uh, more impressive than honestly I thought. Uh, let's start with the Bengals. They held Joe Flacco down. Wasn't expecting that. Um, we know the Cincinnati Bengals attempted to make changes to the defense. So and then also I want to congratulate the Cincinnati Bengals because it's Friday. They beat the Miami Dolphins last night, so there's your sneak peek. There's one team that definitely will not be in the bottom five next week because they've already won on Thursday starting a new week. So congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. You will not be on the unfortunate next week either. Um, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, that was one of those teams that I said could be on upset alert and uh, ended up coming true. Even though my pick was the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the L.A. Chargers. I almost said San Diego. That's why I said it slowly. So I, I was surprised by how thorough a win it was that Jacksonville did even though Jacksonville wasn't on the list last week. Boy, but the Colts. I want to say there's still a team figuring it out. I just honestly don't believe that there's that much of that team to, like, I don't see that team improving that much. Did they beat Kansas City? Yes. Was Kansas City away from home? Did they not have that one guy that could go over top in that game? Yes. Game plans to the winner. Um, I said it last week, the unfortunates. I said last week on the unfortunates. If you guys don't notice, this is season three, episode two. Frank Wright does not deserve to be on the hot seat. And that's all I got to say about the Colts. So we will begin with. Oh, let me do the honorable mentions before I get into the ranking. Um, and what I mean by honorable mentions is guys who made the list, almost made the list, only didn't make the list by that much. The New England Patriots, they dropped very far. They lost Matt Castle. 
And I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> they lost Mac Jones. Matt Castle will be starting. That brings them all the way down. They were just they were just about at 28 with just that one little injury. Even though that New England for the most part is healthy. You got a new offense, new coordinator, coordinators, and now you have a new quarterback for you don't know how long. It was deemed today that he is out. So stay tuned for next week to see if he comes back for your fantasies. The New York Jets, they've been, for me, a pleasant surprise because they're not a doormat. They've been in almost every game. And the Arizona Cardinals. Now, everybody's like, well, Dag, that's your team. You're going to put them almost on the list? Yeah. The Arizona Cardinals were a – think about this. If it wasn't for the third and fourth quarter – against the Vegas Raiders. The Cardinals are are winless right now, and the Raiders would have a win. So what that tells me is either Arizona doesn't know how to play with their best player because they just lost another one. Uh, A.J. Green is now out for this Sunday. Check your fantasies, people. So if they're you know, trying to figure this out without their best player who comes back in week five, by the way. And I got him on my bench waiting to come in. Can't wait. Um, so the Cardinals, you know, 26, 27, 25, they're in that range. Due to injury, they have an identity. The thing is that it seems like they lost so much talent from last season that they're just not the same team as they were last year. Um. So should I start at the bottom or at the top? Let's start with the bottom. And at number 32 is your Chicago Bears. All right. And if you guys want to see the background picture, I think it's pretty cool that I got it. The Chicago Bears are number 32. All right, so I couldn't believe when I heard the stat, so I had to go look it up. And I want to look it up one more time just to say this because I want to make sure it's right. Give me one second. All right. So versus San Francisco, he threw for 121 yards. Versus Green Bay, he threw for 70. And versus Houston, he threw for 106. In this day and age, in a passing age, a starting quarterback for a football team is not averaging 100 yards a game. He's got 297 yards, two touchdowns, four picks. And at the same time, they didn't get him any receivers. They didn't get him a reliable tight end. He has nobody to throw to. His offensive line is terrible. And as we spoke last week about the Bears, I have a feeling they might be on this list all year long. So 
And the next couple of weeks, I'll be looking for that one player that we will be tracking on that team to see where they rank in the NFL. I like to do that, especially with veterans. Uh, man, one of my best seasons following Adrian Peterson, and then we were following Frank Gore. And now I need that one team who's going to be at the bottom of the league who's going to be terrible, and I need to follow that one veteran, that one guy that we need to track for him. Um, haven't found him yet. Haven't even started looking yet because, again, we're early in the season. This is episode two. And let's be honest. Everybody's like, well, wait, if the Chicago Bears won last week and they were number 29, how did they end up 32? This is how. If it wasn't for that interception at the very end of the game, they would have lost that game. By far. Like, they weren't in control the whole game. It just, the offensive line didn't play well. They were dominated up front on both sides of football, and they just happened to win the battle of the turnovers, and they won. So I don't want to say it was luck, but that might have been the luckiest win I've ever seen in the NFL. Um, let's see. On my notes, I says Justin Fields has no one to throw to, and I believe we've already established that. So let's go ahead and look at number Thirty-one. It's your lovable losers right now. If you want to see the, Houston Texans are number thirty-one. Now, why are the Houston Texans number thirty-one? They've actually been pretty impressive. Davis Mills. I mean, I. the only reason why you put your position in this situation, you're on the bottom of the AFC South. And I don't want to say offensively you're the least impressive because honestly you're not. The least impressive offense in that division is probably the Tennessee Titans. Um, sorry about the bubbles and that being said left tackle injury Houston Texans um, let's just be frank let's be frank Bill, Bob, John the only reason why they're at number 31 is because of one pass because if they would have won at two and one, the way they look, the defense has honestly been solid. Um, pass rush has actually annoyed other offensive line. They dominated the line of scrimmage against the number 32 team, which is kind of the reason why you ended up number 31. That is the worst built team I have ever seen. This team, this Chicago team, is worse than the Cleveland built team when they went winless. And y'all lost to them. So 
let's start getting to the nitty gritty here. Um, a lot of these next ones are really kind of close. Um, some of you guys might disagree, but I think all of you might definitely disagree with this one. If you are 0-3 and that's the only reason why I got this team that low. At number 30, I have the Vegas Raiders. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Anyway, the Vegas Raiders last week got thoroughly dominated on both sides of the football until the fourth quarter. And then they started to play a little bit above themselves. They opened up the playbook a little bit. But then again, that's where Derek Carr kind of thrives. He thrives under pressure. So they lost, I believe it was 24-22 to the Tennessee Titans. The only reason why I put you guys here instead of higher at 30 is because you're not rebuilding and you have more establishment. You have more of established team than the Texans and the Bears do. So, but you're 0-3. The Texans and Bears both have wins, but you guys were in the game uh, against the Chargers. And the only reason why it looks like you guys lost them is because you guys were completely healthy. The Chargers were completely healthy. You guys dominated the line against the Cardinals and little Kyler Murray, y'all couldn't catch that dude. And then the Tennessee Titans decided we're going to get King Henry involved more than in the run game. So you guys weren't prepared for that, and it showed. Josh McDaniels, you guys cannot Josh McDaniels all you want. All you Raider fans, I've, I've, I don't care if y'all end up 0-5, which I don't see. Last night, I was talking to the chameleon, and I had decided, I don't want to say prematurely, but now I feel like it's premature. I believe, matter of fact, the chameleon will remind me to. Um... My upset, because on Sports Edit TV, we all do our upsets. So I had chosen – oh, goodness, look at the schedule. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> okay. I'm going to change my pick, so to speak, and the reason why I'm going to change it now is because – the Denver Broncos are on upset alert. Um, oh, last night, I who's playing the Browns? My upset is to be the Atlanta Falcons to upset the Cleveland Browns in Atlanta. Um, that's a quarterback. I don't know if he can go to Atlanta and play. They're not a good defense, but they do play with speed. So 
Speed does kill the NFL. I just have that feeling that the Falcons will upset the Browns and they're going to find a way to jump out of this week's ranking. Yes. Spoiler alert. Well, not really spoiler because you're watching the episode. The Falcons are on this list. Question is, is where? And if the Falcons beat the Browns, which was my original upset, they will jump off of this list. But I will, I'm, I'm looking at this game hard. The Raiders beating the Broncos. It's possible. Why is it possible? It's in Vegas. You're 0-3. They're desperate. They're not going to be able to run the ball. But if y'all tell me y'all don't get y'all don't see Adams getting between eight to twelve catches, I I I can't help you. His eight to twelve catches, that's really my prediction. He's gonna have eight to twelve catches for over 120 yards and maybe one touchdown or two. I don't see them holding him down this week, especially when he's mad that they're not winning. So right now, let's make him the reason why they win their first game. I'm also going to pick the Vegas Raiders over the Denver Broncos, even though I got Denver winning this division. All right. And, oh, wait, let me go over my notes real quick. My only note, McDaniels and Carr will get this right. And on my side notes, because they were one of my teams that was going to be elected to be off to the side, but Raiders are 0-3. And they have to be thought of with no wins. Okay. And they have to be thought of with no wins. So that's why they had to be put on this list. They have no wins. And everybody thinks they're at the bottom of the league. But if you look at their numbers, they're closer to winning. I believe they're better than Detroit. I believe they're better than, obviously, the Texans and Bears. Uh, Are they better than the Falcons? Like I said, the only reason why I got them here is because they're 0-3. But I think they're better than the Falcons. Um, so, yeah. All right. Uh, we are heading to the next team. And I think I already did it, so let's go right into it. Boom. Oh, you guys see the red? You guys are wondering who it is? It is. Number 29 is the Atlanta Falcons. And let me show you that beautiful background. I'm sorry. I like finding different backgrounds and putting them on. That's a cool picture. The Atlanta Falcons are number 29. Now, why are they number 29? Well, they were considered the worst team last week. I was upset at Marcus Mariota for not getting into the playbook when he already knows it. I was really upset because Kyle Pitts had only had three catches through two weeks. And all of a sudden, it's like Marcus Mariota here. He's like, yeah, I know this playbook. Wait, yeah, I have the one of the top three tight ends in the league right now. And, yeah, I know everybody's like, well, wait, he's only been in the league a couple of years? It's quarterbacks. I don't like – I don't like just throwing – like, everybody's with Jamar Chase. Y'all know how y- all y'all announced, like, anointed Jamar Chase? I'm, I'm – the way you guys feel about Jamar Chase is the way I feel about Kyle Pitts, okay? So, I just – dude, Kyle Pitts, not only can he block, He's Megatron at tight end, if you guys can, like, picture that. So, um, all right, let's talk about that great game 
First of all, they played Seattle. Notice I did not mention Seattle in my honorary teams to almost make this list. Seattle is a good football team devoid of a quarterback. It is devoid of a quarterback and a healthy running back core. And the reason why I say quarterback is because Geno Smith is maybe the 23rd or 24th best quarterback in the NFL. There's still a lot of guys above him. A lot of guys above him. So, uh, if Geno Smith wins a couple more games here, I don't ever see Seattle being on this list. And it's funny because my preseason picks, if I'm not mistaken, I had Seattle at 30. Even though I love Geno Smith, the running back room is injury prone. And then you just got a rookie running back who's now injury prone. But this particular game, DK Metcalf played well. Atlanta went to their best players often. And it worked for what Atlanta wants to do, which is ball control, control the line, get plays downfield to your tight end and wide receiver from USC, uh, London. Is his last name? Uh, check your fantasies. If he's not picked up, definitely pick him up. Put him on your bench. The dude's going to be getting catches. Him, like, everybody's like, you need two wide receivers. Not if you have one wide receiver and one great tight end. Isn't Kansas City built that way? Don't they win games? Hmm. Okay. So, Let's see. Do I have any notes here? Uh, after beating the Seahawks. Good morning, Kyle Pitts. He is awake. Uh, I believe we touched that. <laughs> um, and the last. Oh, wait. We got a comment here. Let me come here to the comment. <laughs> you know what? Those first two weeks he did. But that second, that third week, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure your fantasy did a whole lot better. Um, right now, we're moving into the 28th and final team on, on the unfortunate list. And uh, unfortunately, it's a team that I know and love very well. The Tennessee Titans are number 28. And everybody's saying, well... You guys beat the Raiders. Don't you guys deserve to be higher? And I'm thinking we beat a team who's brand new to themselves. And we still don't have an identity. The offensive coordinator said, well, we might as well take our best player and feature him. See, my problem is, is. Don't you think you should have done that in the beginning of the season when the season started? Why wouldn't you take your best player and feature him? Why not throw the ball to Derrick Henry? He has soft hands. He's great with the footwork. Why? Now, if you're throwing to Eddie George, I get it. Eddie George had stone hands. He had to work really hard. He was never as fluid as catching a pass as King Henry is. The screen. Even putting them on a little out, like, come on, man, from the backfield. Imagine if you had King Henry 
and Double H in pro form, like they need to start thinking on how to you if you don't have wide receivers, but you have one good wide receiver, one rookie, and one good tight end, but you got two really good actually three really good running backs, you need to find a way to use them. The Green Bay Packers figured it out. Why can't we? And uh just look at the look at the Tennessee Titans. Anyway, like, the Tennessee Titans still don't have an identity. What they did is we dominated the line for the first three quarters. And then what happened? You guys stopped going to King Henry because you had a lead and you got comfortable and thought the game was over. (coughs) Didn't we learn from the Dolphins in the Raven game? Don't stop scoring. The game's not over. Didn't like didn't we learn? And the Tennessee Titans, the same thing almost happened to you guys. Raiders came back in the fourth quarter and they have the weaponry to do it. They just ran out of time. And if it wasn't for stopping that two-point conversion, we might be having a whole different conversation. And Tennessee might be 31 or 30. But as of right now, they beat a winless team. I'm happy we got our first win. I need Todd Downing to do what the other offensive his other offensive coordinator predecessors before him need to do. Look at the whole team, evaluate your strengths, and yes. Even though Tyler Wan is gone, and now we kind of have to move bodies, we kind of have to put you in rollout situations, Ryan Tannehill, and more play action to try and work our offensive line into gaining more rhythm. I don't see how Todd Downing figures it out. And Ryan Tannehill, congratulations for throwing more than 150 yards in this game. Please keep it up. Please Change change the plays at the line because you see what's going on here. Ryan Tannehill, you should be smart enough to make adjustments and get these first downs. You do understand that it's going to be run, run, pass, punt, and then run, pass, run, punt. So let's change this up a little bit, Ryan Tannehill. You're the team captain, right? You need to take the reins. Put the ball in the best player's hands. You have Hopper, Hooper. You can control the middle of the field with King Henry, Hooper, and Double H. And yes, I said Double H because I believe he's an underrated running back that we have not used yet. And if you get in trouble, put Kyle Phillips on a quick on a quick out. Get the ball out of your hands. You know we're injured up front. Like, come on, Ryan Tannehill. You've practiced with these guys. You know what these guys are about. Let's do it. Let's see, what notes did I make about my Titans? Found a way to win, but allowing the Raiders to get back in the game. And uh, it also scares me. The Tennessee Titans, if I'm not mistaken, are one of the teams who allowed 
who has allowed more than 80 points through three games. They're one of the six teams. That's not good news for me. <sighs> so that being said, we are done with the unfortunates this evening. And as you guys saw, the Tennessee Titans are number 28. Again, recap, the Bears at 32, Texans at 31, Raiders at 30, Falcons at 29, and the Tennessee Titans at 28. And there's a lot of fantasy players in there. So just a recommendation. I wouldn't even reckon there's a uh, – I wouldn't even pick up the Bears' defense for only one reason. The offense is not efficient enough to keep the defense off the field. By game six to eight, that defense is going to be worn out. I hope Raquan Smith gets traded. I just hope he doesn't get traded to Dallas because Dallas' defense is actually kind of lit right now. And I'm mentioning Dallas, and the reason why they've come close to getting on this list is because they lost Dak. But it looks like they might get him back pretty here pretty soon. And I was one of those people. I cut Dak from my list. Do you want to know why? Tight end injuries injuries, wide receiver injuries, plus they no longer have Amari Cooper, and they didn't replace him with anybody. Like, hello. So, it's just so much going on this week. Um, I want to run through the schedule real quick. Um, I was one of the people who did pick the Bengals to uh, beat the Dolphins. And, again, prayers prayers up for little TT. I hope TT's all right. So I picked the Bengals over the Dolphins. I'm learning out so far. I'm going to choose, I want to say, the Vikings over the Saints in New Orleans. I take that back. I'm taking the Saints at home. It's going to be the running game that goes off on Minnesota. I'm picking the Detroit Lions in a really close game at home. Oh, man. Jets at Steelers. Okay. If Mitchell Trubisky starts for the Steelers, the Jets win. If the rookie starts, he's going to shock the world, and the Steelers are going to win. Giants and Bears. I have the Giants winning at seven-plus points. I do not know what the line is. I have the Tennessee Titans upsetting the Colts. The Colts are three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Titans. I just – I'm sorry. I Just because they beat the Colts does not mean that they're a good team. It means they got good on Sunday. They were good last Sunday. Uh, the Chargers and Texans, I do believe that they said he's – Herbert is, like, way better this week. I'm picking Herbert. Um, check your fantasies because if I'm not mistaken, uh, ooh, what's the name of the receiver? Williams is in. Uh, and the other wide receiver who got hurt week one, he's still out for this week. Uh, I have the Falcons upsetting the Browns at home. I have the Commanders losing, or I'm sorry, the Commodores. The Commodores, okay. Uh, losing to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I just feel like the line, the D-line and the O-line is going to dominate uh, the Commodores. And then um, Eagles and Jaguars, I believe that was the Chameleons. 
that was the chameleon's upset. So, uh, yeah. Let me do something real quick here while I go off over these picks. So, oh, wow. So the Eagles over the Jaguars. I'm taking the Eagles over the Jaguars. That's my fantasy quarterback. That's my quarter. Both of the quarterbacks are actually my fantasy quarterbacks in two different leagues. I still got the Eagles beating the Jaguars. I have Lamar Jackson beating the Bills. I don't care what anybody says. I have Lamar Jackson beating the Bills. I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan, but I'm also honest. I feel that the Carolina Panthers defense is ahead of the Carol of the Arizona Cardinal defense. I feel like Carolina wins by a point and a half or two. I have the Raiders upsetting the Broncos at home. The Packers should beat the Patriots by at least 18. Yeah, you heard it, 18, even though the Packers don't score more than 20 points. The Chiefs are going to beat the Buccaneers in Tampa. Tampa's defense is good. It's not that good. Um, I think this is going to be the McCall Hartman game. Uh, I have a feeling he goes for over 100 yards in this game. And let's see. On Monday night, we got the L.A. Rams at 49ers. So Jimmy G spent all week with the team, taking up the first reps finally. They changed the playbook a little bit. They're probably going to go back to the old playbook. Most of the offense has not changed, which means Jimmy G will get Debo the ball. And the Rams are not 100% healthy yet. And Marcus Robinson does not fit that offense. Uh, they tried getting the ball to him. He does not fit the offense. Twenty-one to twenty-three. Rams by a last-second field goal. And those are my picks. I need to start doing more picks more, and then going back and looking at my picks so that way I could actually look and be like, okay, I said that, I said that, I said that. All right. Happy Friday, guys. Uh, whether if you agree or disagree, hey, it's football. We're supposed to agree and disagree. All we know is there's mad love. Happy Friday. Please have a safe weekend. Enjoy football. College football. Oh, man, dude, there's some good games this week. And I'm not even going to go over that. I'm four minutes over schedule. You guys have a great, beautiful, and wonderful day. And I have to say one of my favorite lines, good morning, good evening, and good night. <laughs>